educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. A little funky blues to get your Monday started right here on the Monday afternoon, August 7th. It's 5.09. Welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. We're so glad you tuned in. Um, we've got some break, not breaking news, but some continued news out of Seward County from our friends at Flatwater Free Press. Matthew Hansen's going to join us in just a moment. But uh, uh, don't forget, you can catch us anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform or just uh, live stream us at klin.com or listen to the podcast on klin.com well say hello to producer extraordinaire mr johnny cadillac well it's been a crazy wednesday already but uh <laughs> nevertheless we're gonna have a damn good time that's right but it, wait it's it's not wednesday i know that's what i said when i walked in it's like it's only monday john oh man gee whiz but I've we'll been... still have a damn good time yes we are absolutely well coming up on tomorrow's show don't miss our weekly excuse me our monthly check-in with mayor leary and gaylord baird so we look forward to chatting with the mayor tomorrow uh, at the first half of the show, so please tune in. Uh, well, welcome back to the show, Mr. Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press. Matthew, happy Monday to you. Hey, Dan. Uh, I hear it's Wednesday, though. <laughs> We're pretending like it is so that we get to Friday quicker, but uh, here we are. Yeah. Well, listen, I, uh, before we get into the, uh, the latest out of Seward County, uh, I just wanted to thank you and, and Carson Vaughn for this great story about, uh, the, the dark skies and the Nebraska Star Party. Uh, we had last week on the show, uh, Matt Anderson from Branched Oak Observatory, uh, just outside of Lincoln, and we were talking about my days, uh, growing up. My uh, grandparents lived in Thedford, so I'd always, uh, get to go up to the Sand Hills every uh, summer for some time with my grandparents. And, uh, boy, there is nothing like, if, if people have never been to that part of the state, that part of the country, uh, and seen uh, the sky, I mean, it's just an out-of-this-world experience, uh, if you will. So thanks for that great story by Carson. Yeah, you bet. And uh, it really is incredible. I mean, it's one of the things, obviously, I... Uh, tend to uh, uh, want to be a booster for uh, small town Nebraska, and, and particularly the Sand Hills, where I'm not from, by the way. Yeah, but no, you're from the uh, South. More so. people, more people from Omaha and Lincoln need to go. Like, it, I, I just think that people think, oh, it's, there's nothing there or whatever. You know, they end up going to friggin' South Dakota. <laughs> you know, and and the truth is, is that. Uh, the Sand Hills has so much to offer, and man, yeah, that that star party I went, uh, I think in 2016, it, it, it's great. You don't have to know anything about the the stars to have a, an amazing time too, and you learn a bunch about the stars. So yeah, I, I was really glad Carson wrote wrote about that for us. Yeah, it's a great piece, and well, like I was talking with Matt Anderson from Branch Oak Observatory the other day. Um, even if you don't have uh, any equipment uh, to go up and see those stars, I mean, it's just without the light pollution. And as Carson mentioned in his story, I mean, it's it's one of the the premier places in North America. Uh, to see the sky. So anyway, yeah, thanks for doing that. And it's just a, just an incredible experience. So, 
Well, uh, let's dive in. And, and Natalia Amadari's uh, work uh, continues to just uh, be astounding of what she's digging up there in Seward County. And Natalia couldn't be with us today, so uh, uh, so we'll uh, muster on without her, Matthew. But the, the latest story that she wrote that came out just a few days ago, Georgia fired a state trooper for his conduct. Now he leads Seward County's Homeland Security Task Force. And um, uh, the, the the subhead Seward Sheriff says the former trooper who argues he was wrongfully fired in Georgia will stay on in his Nebraska job as his legal battles continue. And uh, and just to remind our listeners, uh, Matthew, before we dive into this, uh, so back on June fifteenth. Uh, Natalia broke the story that uh, about Seward County uh, seizing millions of dollars from motorists without convicting them of crimes. Uh, just an outlier in uh, the state of Nebraska that Seward County was uh, seizing all these uh, all this cash from motorists coming through. Uh, and then on July 13th, less than a month later, a little over a month later, Natalia writes the next story: motorists are alleging. Uh, alleged that seized money went missing. Uh, Seward County Sheriff refuses to reveal footage of stops and questions. So not only uh, was the first story uh, uh, eye-opening, the second story even more eye-opening, uh, questioning where some of that uh, cash that was seized legally, uh, but uh, controversially, uh, controversy, um, is now missing, and now we find out that the person in charge of that program has a history of um, uh, of some problems when he was in law enforcement in the state of Georgia and can't even become a licensed law enforcement officer here in the state of Nebraska. Yeah, it's quite a story. And, I mean, you know, his, uh, his story is such that, you know, the, uh, you know, at this point, both the... Uh, kind of the police standards uh, group, the Nebraska Crime Commission and the Nebraska Supreme Court um, are all saying some variation of the same thing, which is, uh, you know, uh, he's not uh, uh, eligible to become a Nebraska police officer. And yet he's running this uh, Homeland Security um, tied uh, task force uh, as a civilian. I mean, it's all... um, uh, legal and, and to be quite honest, inside Sewer County, it's all pretty transparent. Mm-hmm. It's not like the the county board didn't know, um, or, or they they certainly should have known um, uh, if they if they didn't. I mean, he had been a captain uh, there in Seward County right. until he had to resign because he couldn't become a Nebraska police officer. And obviously, you need to eventually become certified to to stay in a, a job like that. So. So yeah, they did, all, a, um, and they did a workaround. The sheriff did a workaround on that to be able to keep him, and appointed him as a, in a civilian role. But he's still heading up this task force that is uh, suspiciously uh, seizing all of this money and going around, you know, state law to to do that. Uh, and here's what here's what Natalia writes, uh, Blake. Swicard, Swicard, Swicord, Swicord, uh, was fired as a state trooper in Georgia after selling guns to a pardoned felon and allegedly sending sexually explicit texts and photos from his police-issued phone. He claims he was wrongfully terminated. Uh, Swicord then was arrested on suspicion of battery 
following an alleged domestic violence incident with his then-girlfriend. So those are the charges uh, from the state of Georgia that has prevented this gentleman uh, from becoming a licensed uh, uh, officer in the state of Nebraska. Right. And then the, and, and on top of that, the kind of the, the group that oversees uh, law enforcement training and certification in, in Nebraska, you know, uh, he, he applied for uh, sort of expedited training and, and, you know, they allege he, he knowingly and, and wrongfully answered, you know, withheld this information um, from them uh, as he was applying for expedited training, which is one of the reasons, the, in fact, the main reason that they gave for um, sort of barring him from becoming a, a Nebraska police officer. So it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a lot going on in there. There is a lot going on. We're visiting with Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press. And remember, you can check out uh, all of Matthew's reporters' uh, great work uh, at flatwaterfreepress.org. Uh, and remember, it's free. It's uh, Nebraska's very first uh, nonprofit newsroom. They give their news away, and uh, uh, they take donations because they're a nonprofit. But uh, you don't have to pay a subscription. Well, and and the other, uh, and we're talking about uh, Natalia Amadari's uh, uh, latest uh, blockbuster uh, story of Seward County. And in it, Matthew, she then uh, details uh, reaching out to not only the sheriff, uh, but also some of the county officials, and they weren't real forthcoming um uh, the board chair declined an interview uh it said in an email to natalia that he trusts uh the sheriff's decision uh to keep uh, this person on the job uh another board member didn't respond to a voicemail uh another person who wasn't a board member when the job was created uh said the board is only responsible for approving job descriptions not hiring and firing um Seems a little odd. We don't have that power. Well, um, it seems convenient, is what it seems to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just this idea, and you can go on. There's uh, the the state senator from Seward, uh, for example. I mean, everybody is saying, "Not my, not my decision, not my problem." And you know, that that's. uh, I don't know if that's the best way to run a democracy. Well, if, if if we're sort of you know kind of pretending like. Nobody can really do anything about anything. Yeah, this is the quote from Senator Jana Hughes uh, in an email to Natalia. I have heard about this issue on the peripheral and am aware of what is going on. Okay. It would be inappropriate for me to speculate on matters in which I have no direct involvement or oversight. Um, I'm not sure who serves on the Judiciary Committee in the state legislature, but, uh, well, here's a, here's a question, Matthew. Um, you know, again, they, they're claiming that uh, uh, the sheriff is claiming that he's going to let the, uh, the, the law, uh, the legal procedures uh, play out. Uh, and maybe you don't know this question, but the th- first thing that occurred to me was, well, uh, the Supreme Court has ruled on this just this past Friday and denied his appeal. And I'm just curious, maybe you don't know this, but... What is left if the Supreme Court denied his appeal? I'm not yeah. sure that there's anything left, is there? It gets into some uh, kind of legal uh, sort of Byzantine technicalities, but but the the truth is he can continue to appeal. Okay. And in fact, in in Georgia, as far as I understand it, and Natalia understands this better than me, 
But, you know, in Georgia, this his appeal there has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, multiple, multiple years. So, you know, you're kind of looking at a situation where this could, you know, really drag on uh, uh, potentially. Um, so, you know, I mean, and I don't know, but it, it could certainly be construed as a strategy to, to sort of continue to, to stay in this, you know, uh, job and also sort of let the, the past recede further into the past, uh, essentially. Here's what uh, Sweetcord uh, answered as far as uh, some of these uh, uh, legal troubles. His application was denied because of how he answered two questions. Have you ever, either as an adult or a juvenile, been cited, arrested, charged, or convicted for a violation of any law? Sweetcord answered no. He first claimed he misunderstood the question. He later said that he answered no under the advice of his attorney. Uh, He then said, my stance was that I should never have been arrested in the first place. That seems like a fairly common statement from people who get arrested. Uh, uh, He said this in a hearing before the Police Standards Advisory Council, which is the uh, entity here in Nebraska that uh, uh, is responsible for licensing uh, uh, law enforcement. So why should that be determined? detrimental to me he asked the second question read have you ever had a professional license that you that you hold uh, be under investigation again he answered no he told the council that he misunderstood the question and never considered his law enforcement certification uh, certification to be a professional license uh, instead, he said he thought the question was, excuse me, was describing a driver's license or a medical license. Uh, the Police Standards Advisory Council was unmoved. Uh, as a well-educated individual and an experienced law enforcement officer, this misunderstanding doesn't seem credible to this body. Uh, and so that's why they uh, denied his... Uh, uh, application to become a law enforcement, uh, and then that's when he had appealed to the Supreme Court. So, right, yeah, and the second time he actually filled out that form for a different kind of training, um, he he answered differently <laughs> on those on those questions. But you know, I think your listeners can judge for themselves, uh, you know, the the validity or invalidity of of what he's saying. Obviously, the this governing body um, decided what they thought of it. Mm-hmm. which was that it wasn't credible. Yeah, and these uh, folks are yeah. are people made up of law enforcement. Um and so it's not like they're citizens or uh people that don't aren't aware of uh, of the law. So Yeah, and it it is interesting to think about the the groups that are kind of barring this because you know one of the things that has kind of happened in Seward County and tends to happen in these sort of situations uh when you want to shoot the messenger um you know, it, you can portray this is an Omaha organization. We're not, by the way, but we are headquartered in Omaha. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the standard stuff, the political ideological stuff that you're going to throw at journalists. Yep. Think about the organizations in this case that are denying uh, his ability to become a Nebraska police officer. This organization made up of people in law enforcement, law enforcement veterans, in the Nebraska Supreme Court. Not exactly the leftiest organization that I can think of uh, in the uh, in the world. So, you know, it, it's it just 
obviously kind of how it works, but I, I did think it was pretty interesting that those were the two groups that were kind yeah. of the yeah. Yeah, roadblock program at this yeah, point. Absolutely. Well, Matthew, thanks for uh, coming on and, and chatting about this important story that Natalia Amadari wrote. Uh, boy, we'll keep uh, we'll keep our eyes out for more of the stories uh, coming out of Seward County. Well, Matthew, have a great week. We appreciate you so much and the work that you do at uh, Flatwater Free Press. Thanks, Dan. Okay, take care, my friend. All right, we'll be back after this quick message on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, and welcome back to the Monday edition of the Dan Parsons Show. We're so glad you uh, bring us along for your ride home. We appreciate it very much. Uh, thanks to Matthew Hansen, uh, editor of Flatwater Free Press. We always appreciate hearing from Matthew and his uh, reporters on Mondays. And uh, Natalia Amadari's continued blockbuster stories coming out of Seward County. Uh, if you've not read those series of stories, it started back in June. Uh, one in July and now one just uh, uh, just a few days ago updating. Uh, it, the story just keeps getting more and more serious, frankly. I mean, if I was a resident of Seward County, and obviously they're just down the road from us here, and I know our signal goes to Seward County, so uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some listeners that uh, uh, maybe have some uh, experience in Seward County, but uh, uh, this is a serious matter, and it just keeps getting more and more uh, frankly, bizarre. So anyway, if you've not read those stories, flatwaterfreepress.org, uh, I'd encourage you to go check that out. That's why local journalism is so important, because uh, I think Flatwater is the only people I know, the only people that have covered this story. And uh, so anyway, I know they'll keep digging and asking good questions. Well, coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll welcome our monthly chat with Mayor Lirian. Uh, so please uh, tune in for that. We always appreciate hearing from the mayor and seeing what's going on here in the city and We'll do that in the first half of the show. And, um, yeah, coming up in the second half, I'm, I'm going to talk about some news headlines, do a little monologue, and, uh, and hey, if you want to join us, 402-479-1400, uh, I'd love to hear from you. But uh, let's take this break for some Fox News, and uh, we'll be back right after this on 1499.3 KLIN. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Monday edition. We're so glad you brought us along on your drive home. We appreciate it very much, as always. Uh, thanks again to Matthew Hansen, editor of Flatwater Free Press, uh, for joining us and talking about one of his uh, reporters that's just doing groundbreaking uh, astounding local journalism uh, about Seward County Sheriff's Department, uh, Natalia Amadari, uh, and uh, the continued problems that they have there in the Seward County Sheriff's Office. And uh, so, anyway, if you haven't read that or any of their other work, uh, go to flatwaterfreepress.org. And, uh, and it, as the title <laughs> implies, it's free. Uh, Nebraska's very first uh, nonprofit newsroom. Uh, the model, I think, is going to save journalism in this country, in this state, because, you know, the, the model of uh, the Journal Star and the Omaha World Herald and newspapers all over the country are slashing budgets and because the, those models are just struggling to survive. And they're laying off staff, laying off uh, longtime reporters and 
And uh, so anyway, this model is based on, you know, they get grants, they get uh, uh, donations from organizations and from individuals uh, to pay their reporters, and they give their uh, news away. They don't charge for it. So, And this story in particular, at least the series of stories, uh, has run all over the country because, again, not only don't they charge uh, for consumers to read their news, uh, but they also do not charge to give it uh, to other news outlets. So this uh, series of stories about the troubles in uh, the Seward County Sheriff's Department has run all over the country. Um, I know the Washington Post has, has picked up on it and um, uh, many other national publications. So anyway, important work uh, to keep uh, those in power accountable. And that's exactly what they're doing. So, well, coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, each month we check in with uh, Mayor Lyrian Gaylord Baird, and we're going to do that tomorrow, the first half of the show. So please tune in. We'd love to uh, share uh, the mayor's uh, uh, questions and answers uh, with you. And uh, uh, so that'll we'll look forward to that. And don't forget, uh, if you miss anything, you can always... Uh, find us on your favorite podcast platform any darn time you like, or just go to KLIN.com and uh, scroll down on the Dan Parsons uh, page show, uh, show page, page show, Johnny. Uh, say hello to Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. We got that title down. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, and uh, if you like uh, the conversation and you want to keep it going, uh, first of all, give us a call for sort four zero two. It is Monday, folks. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Talk or text. Uh, but if you miss us here and you want to continue the conversation, uh, we'd love to do that on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Um, and so, uh, picking up on that, I just wanted to read a couple headlines and and uh, let you know what I've been thinking about uh, over the weekend uh, that I posted on the Twitter page. <clears throat> just go to Dan Parsons Show on Twitter and find us. Um, Nebraska Public Media, another one of our great uh, journalistic uh, groups here in Nebraska, uh, reported on a group of Midwestern shrimp farmers are on a mission to provide Americans with better-tasting, sustainable shrimp. So if you're like me and you enjoy seafood and we're in landlocked Nebraska, uh, what the heck do you do? But there's a group that's uh, continuing to uh, uh, provide uh, shrimp to farmers uh, that are grown uh, domestically in their backyard or in their back farm. So uh, that's an interesting story. I will tell you this, Dan. Um, I pride myself in being, I don't know if pride's the right word, but I am one who generally doesn't like seafood. Okay. However, my exceptions are tuna and shrimp. Okay. So I'm still... I'm still interested. Now, do you like your shrimp like in shrimp cocktail with a little cocktail sauce, or how do you like your shrimp? I mean, yeah. It, fried? Yeah, normally fried, <laughs> but like just about anything. I mean, there was, my mom and I ordered a pizza once, and she found out one of the pizza toppings was shrimp, so immediately, because she loves shrimp okay. far more than I do, and she goes, oh, I want shrimp on my pizza. That was a little weird to me. Um, it wasn't fried shrimp. It was just it was still cooked, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, most shrimp doesn't bother me. I like coconut shrimp. Love coconut oh, yeah. shrimp. Yeah, I love the coconut but... shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> so uh, speaking of politics, uh, Johnny and I have a bet going. Actually, it's just a one-sided bet. But oh, uh, yeah. I, I said I was going to uh, uh, bet you a donut. 
Uh, then we turned it to a banana. But because Johnny's eating a little more healthy, uh, trying to eat, as we all are, trying to eat a little more healthy. And uh, we changed that to a piece of fruit, and uh, the fruit of your choice. Would it be a banana, Johnny? I do like bananas. Okay, so the bet is a banana, and the bet is uh, that former President Donald Trump will get the Republican nomination uh, for president uh, next year in 2024. Uh, that uh, I'm, I'm more and more confident of that, even though uh, he continues to have legal troubles and we talked about that a little bit next uh, last week, and we'll continue to do that from time to time because it is. It's an historic moment in our country. First time ever a sitting or a former president has been indicted. Uh, he now has racked up three of those. And uh, again, on the uh, Twitter page, uh, the Dan Parsons Twitter page, I made reference to that. Uh, so believe it or not, there is something that both sides can agree on when it comes to President, former President Trump and his legal problems uh, and anticipated uh, eventually uh, trials. Uh, both sides, uh, both Republicans, Democrats, people that love Trump, people that don't love Trump, uh, are, are suggesting uh, that the federal uh, judicial system break their longstanding tradition uh, rule, I guess, of not televising uh, federal uh, judicial proceedings. And so I posted uh, a tweet uh, uh, earlier today. Representative uh, Jerry Connolly uh, uh, from Virginia is asking the U.S. Judicial Conference to allow video broadcasting of the Trump proceedings. Uh, he says it's in everyone's best interests to know the truth. But uh, he happens to be a Democrat, but I've read, and I'll, I'll find those, but I know that others are suggesting that too. In fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and someone correct me if uh, if you've heard otherwise, I think there was someone actually from the Trump campaign uh, suggested the same thing because uh, former President Trump has never uh, shied away from the camera, and, and he thinks, and it is. I mean, all of these uh, proceedings of law enforcement uh, – uh, that are starting to uh, rack up, uh, he believes, and polling shows it's true, that it's actually helping him in his campaign for uh, uh, to capture the nomination for president. So anyway, that continues to go on. Um, some of the other uh, uh, Twitter uh, postings uh, that I've been talking about in the last couple days, um, uh, the Nebraskans for Medical Marijuana, uh, if you haven't heard, they have launched their ballot initiative uh, for 2024. They've <clears throat> tried a couple times now uh, to put uh, medical marijuana on the ballot here in Nebraska. Uh, and their efforts, so this is a post from <clears throat> from August 5th, uh, that their effort has been, has always been grassroots. And we, uh, they're asking for help for people to sign the petition uh, so they can get on the ballot. As you may recall, uh, they tried to get on the ballot. They had enough uh, signatures to get on the ballot, but because of a, a technicality uh, that the courts uh, challenged, uh, the two-subject rule, which is not the first time a, a ballot initiative in Nebraska has been struck down and not made it to the ballot uh, because of that uh, effort. And so uh, that was their first effort. Their second effort, they fixed that problem. And uh, they had two petitions that they were circulating to do to take care of that uh, problem of the uh, the one uh, the two uh, 
two issue rule and uh, but then they didn't get enough signatures uh, they ran out of money uh, they didn't have uh, enough volunteers to circulate the petitions and uh, they simply uh, didn't get enough signatures to get on the ballot so now this is their third time and um I presume they've uh, continued to fix the legal problems that prevented them uh, the first time of getting on the ballot. Uh, and now uh, I, I suspect uh, that they may have uh, enough resources uh, to get uh, the signatures across the state. Because I've been involved in several ballot issues through the years in the state, and it's not an easy process. You have to acquire hundreds of thousands of signatures they have to be accurate they have to be uh, there's rules that there have to be from so many counties you can't just get them all in eastern nebraska where all the population lives and so they have to be distributed throughout the state so uh, anyway so we'll keep a watch on that we'll probably have them on the show here at some point uh, if they make the ballot uh, but there's going to be an interesting uh, set of uh, questions on your ballot next year when it comes to uh, uh, voting in Nebraska, because not only are these uh, ballot issues, uh, but also uh, there will be two Senate races, uh, which is very unique. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more after this quick break here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Monday edition of The Dan Parsons Show. We're so glad you brought us along for your ride home or wherever you're going uh, after work or after picking up the kiddos or grabbing dinner and bringing it home. Whatever you're doing, we appreciate you taking us along. Uh, well, coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, Mayor, Mayor Lyrian Gaylord Baird will join us for her monthly chat. And uh, I know there's lots of uh, issues going on in the mayor's office and uh, some, uh, some things that uh, we'll chat about tomorrow. So please join us for that. And... Um, and don't forget on the LNK Today with Jack and Friends tomorrow, uh, Joe Jordan uh, is going to head off uh, talking about, uh, I'm sure it'll be interesting what Joe's talking about tomorrow because uh, Joe's always got his pulse on the political world here in the state. And uh, and then John Baylor will head things up uh, uh, later in the show. So don't miss the guys in the morning. Uh, we appreciate uh, all their great uh, entertaining uh, work that they do. Well, uh as I mentioned right before we went to break, uh, all of the ballot issues uh, that are going to be, uh, hopefully, uh, the people that are circulating these ballots that hope to be on the ballot next year in Nebraska in the 2024 election. And so I just went to the Secretary of State's office just to see uh, their website, just to see how many. And, man, I didn't even realize that there's there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, current petitions in circulation here in the state and if you have been out and about this summer going to events you've probably had someone uh, ask you to sign one of these petitions uh, we talked about the cannabis uh, uh, the medical cannabis uh, constitutional amendment uh, uh, is uh, being circulated uh, consumption or excise taxes constitutional amendment I don't even know what the heck that is um, Anyway, I'm not going to bother you with, uh, bore you with me trying to figure out what that is. We'll look at that uh, again another time. Grocery items exemption, constitutional amendment. Not quite sure what that is. Maybe it has to do with grocery tax. Uh, Nebraska Human Life Protection Initiative. I assume that has to do with abortion. Uh, uh, 
private education tax credits referendum. Of course, that's the one that's been getting all the news, all the attention. There's two sides that are facing off, one that's trying to uh, convince you not to sign that initiative, and another group, uh, mainly led by the Teachers Association, trying to repeal uh, the law that was passed in the last session of the Nebraska legislature that provides tax credits uh, for parochial schools. And so that's the one that you've probably seen the most of, and and they've both both sides have spent uh, well over a million dollars so far on that uh, petition drive. So they look like, in my estimation, they look like they're headed towards uh, getting the signatures needed to get that on the ballot. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, my goodness. So there's okay. There's there's okay. I misspoke. There's Nebraska medical cannabis. So there's two petitions related to that. Like I said, the single subject rule, uh, they learned the last time that they got to separate those. So if you go to sign the medical cannabis petition, uh, there's actually two documents that you have to sign because there's two things that would be on the ballot in order to uh, provide medical cannabis. But there's also a Nebraska, the first one I read, Nebraska cannabis constitutional amendment. So apparently... And, boy, you'd think I would know these things, uh, someone that's uh, in politics here in the state and following these things. Uh, but apparently there is a petition, uh, a ballot a petition that's being circulated uh, to apparently legalize uh, marijuana, uh, cannabis, a constitutional amendment. So I'll dig into this a little bit more, folks, so I give you a little bit better information. Uh, and then there, the last one, like I said, there's eight currently being circulated or at least have qualified to uh, circulate here in the state, uh, paid sick leave. And I have seen some of those folks. In fact, the last uh, couple weeks just in the Haymarket, I've seen people uh, circulating that petition, uh, so having to do with paid leave. So, yeah, lots of things going on uh, in the election next year for uh, here in Nebraska. So it's going to be quite the uh, quite the election season. Like I said, not only do we, as we always do every two years, all three of our congressional delegation, uh, uh, Congressman Adrian Smith in the third district, Congressman uh, Don Bacon in the second district, and of course uh, uh, Congressman Mike Flood. Uh, here in the first district, and uh, I'll get to see all those folks. Uh, in addition to uh, the both of our senators tomorrow uh, at the uh, uh, SAC Museum in Omaha, they're having a big uh, event. Uh, that all of the chambers, the Omaha Chamber, the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce, and the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, sponsor each year. All of the federal delegation, all five members, come back to Nebraska and do a forum. Uh, and so I'll be attending that tomorrow morning. So we'll uh, keep you abreast of everything they're doing but so in addition to those three congressional uh, congress uh, uh, people from nebraska up for election next year uh, both senate seats will be up and that's i don't know that it's ever happened before and it's kind of an oddity in law because as you recall senator sass uh, resigned from office to take uh, the teaching job uh, at the university of florida uh, and so he left early, and so because his term was, uh, you know, their six-year terms, and uh, because it was uh, so far out from the next election, they held a special election, uh, which uh, Pete Ricketts, excuse me, uh, there was an appointment by Governor Pillen, uh, who appointed uh, former Governor uh, Pete Ricketts to that seat, 
So Pete Ricketts uh, now is in the seat that was pointed to the seat uh, that Ben Sass had. Well, because his term was uh, so far away from the next election because they're six year terms. Senator Ricketts has to stand for election uh, next year. So that's why, and then, of course, Senator Fisher, uh, that seat is up for uh, election next year as well. So because of that oddity uh, with Senator Sass resigning early, uh, we will have both Senate seats up for election uh, here in Nebraska next year in 2024. So in addition to that, uh, possibly some of these uh, uh, ballot initiatives, initiatives as well. So yeah uh and and all of the advertisers love that because there's going to be a ton of money spent on political advertising next year and uh we're already seeing that with these ballot issues initiatives they're already spending uh money and so uh yep uh the the radio stations and t v stations and the print media love uh when there's that much activity uh because uh uh, they make uh, they make some money in advertising, and uh, and us political nerds we love it because we get to uh, you know do what we do and play uh, Monday morning quarterback and uh, guess what everybody's doing and what the issues are and and so it's uh, you know for us that are involved in politics uh, whether you're a bystander or uh, in the profession it's uh, it's always a fun time uh, when there's that many elections. But we will try our best uh, to keep you informed of all of those campaigns and all of those elections, and we'll invite those folks on. Uh, we've had, of course, uh, Congressman Flood on. Uh, Congressman Bacon is coming on later in the month. Uh, he'll be on the Dan Parsons show. He's agreed to come on. And uh, Congressman Bacon, even though the majority of his district uh, is in Omaha, in the Omaha area, um, he understands the importance of uh, of informing Lincoln uh, listeners to uh, release the outline, uh, uh, some of the reach of this station. So, yeah, so we'll have Congressman Big. Probably won't have Adrian on. I don't think that uh, Congressman Smith, although he's a friend, uh, I've known Adrian for many, many years, uh, uh, I don't think the signal reaches uh, uh, Scott's Bluff. So, uh, But the podcast does, Johnny. So there's no reason why people in Scotts Bluff can't listen to the podcast. Oh, no, it's true. It's and true. Uh, learn everything there is. Or KLIN app worldwide. That's right. There's no uh, there's no geographic limits on on what to do. So anyway, we will keep you abreast of all of that and do our best to keep you informed. Well, uh, one other item on the Twitter page uh, that I tweeted out just a minute ago. Uh, speaking of Senator Ricketts, uh, Senator Ricketts uh, put out a news release apparently earlier today, an article in the Lincoln Journal Star saying there needs to be accountability for any misconduct or favoritism uh, and. Senator Ricketts is urging disciplinary review of allegations that Hunter Biden's legal team misled the judge in his case. Uh, Nebraska's junior Republican senator has sent a letter with concerns to professional disciplinary committees in both New York and the District of Columbia. Uh, For some reason, uh, Senator Ricketts is concerned about uh, Hunter Biden. And uh, so I just tweeted uh, because I can. Um, I just tweeted uh, a few minutes ago that uh, uh, did I miss the news release uh, on former President Trump's legal troubles uh, from Senator Ricketts? I didn't see that. So anyway, I, I would argue that's a little bit more uh, concerning to the nation 
than Hunter Biden's uh, problems. But that doesn't mean he should get a pass. So anyway, there you go. There's my political commentary for the day. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow. That's a wrap. Now go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.